And now, O Lord, may the words of our mouths and the meditations of all of our hearts be found acceptable in your sight. For you are our rock and our strength and our redeemer. If through the words of this human being we don't hear your voice, O God, we ask you to speak to each of us then here in the quietness of the heart. Amen. Today we begin the Lenten season. And along with this new season, we enter into a new worship series together that we're calling Transformation, being changed from glory into glory, yes, being changed from sinners into those saved by grace, being changed into children of God who love more deeply, who care more widely, who deal with one another in the way that Christ deals with us with great compassion but also with great authority and expectation that we will get better, that we will improve our lives, that we will improve our relationships, that we will improve in all areas. And today we find ourselves, as we always do at the beginning of the Lenten season, in the desert with Jesus. Jesus has just been baptized, and the glory of God has shown as it had never shown before. Because at his baptism... Jesus, as he came out of the water, according to Matthew's gospel, a voice came from heaven saying, This is my son, the beloved. In him I am well pleased. The beautiful words that he spoke over Jesus, he speaks over us at all of our baptisms. And how wonderful for Jesus, who was fully God at that time, because he was fully God, because he was divine, he could have just breezed through life. He could have just gone on in glory. But in today's passage, right after that baptism, we see him in verse 1 being led by the Spirit, not to another mountaintop, not to another glorious place, but to the wilderness, to the desert. Keep in mind, friends, in Jesus' day, the desert was a place you didn't go for camping. The desert was not a place where you went for adventure. The desert was desolate, it was frightening, it was full of wild animals, it was a place with uh, very little water, it was a place where Jesus not only went there, but he went there to be tempted, and in verse 2 we hear that he has been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, and he is famished. In other words, he is empty. When we are famished, when we are emotionally or physically exhausted, whether we've been fasting food or whether we've just been through a traumatic experience where we're getting very little sleep, we feel like we're in a desert time. And when our emotions are exhausted, when our spirit is exhausted, when our bodies are exhausted, then it is hard to make good decisions. It's hard to know sometimes just how to put one foot in front of the other. Jesus was fully God. He didn't have to go through this experience, but he chose to obey the Holy Spirit because he was walking this earth, he was dying a death, and he was rising a resurrection for all of us. And he wanted, his desire of his Father's heart was to identify with our sufferings, to walk with us because Jesus has gone through that wilderness. We never have to walk through a wilderness alone. He met discouragement there. He met desperation in the wilderness. He met fear in the wilderness. He met doubt 
in the wilderness. And yet, and then Satan comes to him just magnifying those temptations, magnifying and encouraging him to give in to something that would satisfy for a moment, but would make destruction for a lifetime. And today we find ourselves in the desert with him. And you may be going through or just come through a desert experience of your own. And Jesus is here today to say, I am with you in all of these stages of life. And no matter where you are in the desert or outside of the desert, he wants for us to look at our circumstances as opportunities for transformation. And we see especially something happen today that would be easy to overlook, which is the fact that Jesus got angry. Anybody here gotten angry before? Nobody? No, I didn't think so. Anger is something that all of us have experienced at some time. Some of us are better at it than others. Some of us are better at managing the anger. Some of us struggle with that a bit more. But all of us at some point in time have been mad about something. And what we see happen with Jesus when he's famished, when he's empty, the devil comes and he's continually tempting him. He's found those weak spots. When someone finds your weak spot and they just punch at it and punch at it and push at it and and jab you with it, that's what Satan is doing. He's trying to find those weak spots in Jesus. And he keeps, and, and it gets to the point, Jesus gets mad. Let's pause there and remember something. That we can take heart. When we get mad, we can know Jesus got mad too. Jesus got angry. In fact, there's a scripture that says, be angry, but do not sin. And what that is telling us is, yes, you're human. You're going to be angry. You're going to have a moment where you just want to lose it and let everything go. And usually that is the the target is someone you care about the most when that happens. And what Jesus does, though... He gives us an example here. He says, first of all, yes, anger is something that happens to us all. But what are you going to do with it? What are you, how are you going to transform that anger so it's not destructive to others and it can be constructive for us and for the body of Christ? Jesus invites us today to look at his example of what he did. Because when he got angry... In verse 10, after all of these temptations, after the devil has just come after him, in verse 10, he loudly says, and you know he says it loudly because there's an exclamation mark. That's usually what it means in the scriptures. He says, away with you, Satan. Jesus' anger is not directed at God the Father. Jesus' anger is not directed at us for whom he is going into the wilderness. No. Jesus takes that anger and he, then he takes it and with authority speaks against the source of the evil, which is the enemy. And he does that by speaking God's word. Every time the devil comes after him, Jesus comes right back at the devil with an, with an authority from the word of God. He points to the words that he learned as a child in the temple from the book of Deut, which is now our book of Deuteronomy, where he says, you shall not do this. You shall not do this to the Lord your God. You, must, you cannot do this to me. And he turns to Satan and he directly says, you must get behind me. Friends, when anger begins to take over our lives and we begin to direct it at ourselves and at others and it gets out of control, that is when we can find ourselves in a spiral that we don't need to be in. 
But in this passage, we are reminded Jesus is inviting us to say, he's inviting us by saying, I got angry too. But when you get angry, take that and get, and realize that it's coming, that if we're not careful, it comes from and it can lead us into something worse. It can lead us into evil. We're going to pray together in just a moment in the Lord's Prayer. Lead me not into temptation. Lead us not into temptation. And what Jesus is asking us to do here, take that anger and tell the devil to go away. Tell the devil and all of his discouragement and all of his depression and all of the anxiety that he tries to bring. Yes, anxiety is from the devil. Stress can come from the devil. Get at the root of it. Take that anger and say, not today, Satan, not my family, not my friends, not this issue. Get behind me. With Jesus, we can take what makes us angry and use it with a divine and use it for a divine authority. Not to lash out at people, but to lash out at those structures and at those sins that are at the heart of what rises the anger within us. Jesus invites us today to focus on the source of evil. This Lenten season, we are reminded that he came face to face with sin and with death and with evil, and he vanquished it on the cross. He has won the victory. We have to keep walking through the wilderness, and we need that victory. He invites us today, one time, at, one, uh, time after time, when he says, again it is written, again it is written, again it is written. He responds to those temptations with an authority of the Word of God. As we go into this season, let us ask God to transform that which makes us angry at others into something that helps us to take authority for one another. Take authority in the name of Jesus and in the Word for what is good. Because, friends, the evil in this world that we encounter, the brokenness that we encounter, comes from a fallen humanity. It comes from an enemy. But we have the victory. We have to walk through the wildernesses. We have to walk through those hard times sometimes. But Jesus has gone ahead of us so that our anger does not have to rule us, but instead we can declare that we worship the one true God. We serve only him. And with that, the devil leaves and the angels came and waited on him. May we find that same comfort that it is well with our souls by vanquishing evil, speaking authoritatively against the enemy that comes against us, standing on God's word. Let us take back that power that God has given to us and let us use it not for our own advancement, but for the kingdom of God power to be manifested in our life as individuals, our life as a church, our life together in the body of Christ. Let it be so to the glory of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, the blessed three in one, now and forever.